I was tempted to label this sermon Jesus and the Buck Naked Man. <laughs> or where's Duluth Trading Post when you need them? <laughs> Jesus enters a region across the Sea of Galilee. He comes as he always does in Luke's gospel with the authority and power of God's inbreaking reign. When Jesus comes to visit, it is no longer business as usual. When Jesus is present, people and conditions are challenged, upset, transformed. Almost before he can get out of the boat, Jesus is met by a man described as demon-possessed. The man is buck naked. He appears to be a lunatic. He comes at Jesus from his home in the cemetery. And he's shouting at Jesus to leave him alone, not to torment him. We learn as the story unfolds that it's not really the man who speaks to Jesus, but the demons who are bargaining with Jesus. In a dramatic scene, Jesus sends these demons to their destruction and restores the man to health and wholeness. And here is the transforming power of God at work. It is rather odd, I think, that the demons recognize that in Jesus there is a power greater than themselves. Think about that. If demons can recognize a power greater than themselves, how about us? Can we do that? The recognition of power greater than oneself is what St. Paul would call faith. The reactions to the visit of this powerful Jesus are swift and intense. The demons realize immediately that they are in the power, presence of a power greater than their own. They represent the forces of evil and oppression that are active in human lives and in our world. And these forces always tremble when they come before the dynamic presence of God's reign. The reaction of the people in the area to the healing of their neighbor is rather strange. You might think that they would be happy that this man who has caused them so much trouble is now sane and whole. You might think that they would throw a party to celebrate this miracle of salvation or that they would hurry to bring others to Jesus in need of healing. But there's none of that. There's no party. There's no celebration. Luke says they were seized with great fear. Some have translated this as they are in a state of panic. They're scared, and they ask Jesus to leave. Seems like an odd response to those of us who don't think of Jesus as fearful. Why are they scared? Maybe they're fearful that if Jesus hangs around, they won't be able to make a living. 
After all, a large part of the local economy has just been destroyed in the lake. The unsettling power of Jesus extends to pocketbooks and economic systems, as Christians from St. Paul on have discovered. The fear of these people may be more about the possibility of no longer having a job. If Jesus has power over the forces of the world that oppress and bind, if Jesus can heal somebody like the long-suffering man in the text, if Jesus can destroy a hog farm, what might he do? What would he do next? Who is safe from such a power? And what if we don't want to see our lives upset, but prefer to remain in our comfortable, familiar patterns of living? I am no great fan of rock music, but in their song, Closing Time, the rock group Semisonic has a line that goes, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. When Jesus comes to visit, he comes with the possibility of new beginnings. But that transformation and healing will mean the end of other beginnings the exorcisms of the old ways of living. This fear that new is not unknown to us. We see it in the press every day. We see it in churches, we see it in individuals. We cling to old patterns of living, even when those old patterns are not life-giving. And when Jesus comes to visit, we might ask him to leave like the Gazarenes, afraid of what he might do to our familiar ways. One way we get Jesus to leave is by taming him, by turning him into something, someone who is kind and gentle, one who never gets too upset, and one who doesn't threaten anybody or anything. Dorothy Sayers once wrote about this domestication of Jesus. She wrote, quote, the people who hanged Jesus never accused him of being a bore. On the contrary, they thought him too dynamic to be safe. It has been left for later generations to muffle up the shadowing personality and surround him with an atmosphere of tedium we have very efficiently paired the claws of the Lion of Judah and certified him meek and mild and recommended him as a fitting household pet for pale curates and pious old ladies." Unquote. Such a Jesus leaves us unhealed. Such a Jesus does not protect us. You never know when or where Jesus is going to turn up. He just might come to visit us with an offering of healing and new life and with the power to make it happen. May we be open 
to what Jesus might do in us and, and for us and through us for others. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.